Today's daf is daf Lamed. We are holding at the bottom of Chavtes Amud Beis um, Bishloma. It's about uh, five lines from the bottom. Just quickly, let's review. We had a uh, machlokus that uh, the Mishnah states that a uh, father can impose Nazirus upon his son. And there were some caveats as to uh, whether when it's binding or it's not binding, but we had a machlokus tanoyim between uh, uh, Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi, or Rabbi Yossi by Yehuda, between Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi, what was the argument? The argument was whether, uh, at, at what point does the father no longer have the capacity to impose this, this Nazirus? The Rebbe said that when he reaches the, when the son reaches legal majority, what general legal majority is, is not only 13 years old, but has to be 13 years old and has to have two pubic hairs, stay simonim, so then he know, the father then, uh, he no longer, uh, is able to impose his naziris on the child. The child is in his own domain at that point and, and, and child can make his own naziris, but the father cannot impose on the child. Uh, that was Rabbi Shita. Rabbi Yaisi held is that Rabbi Yaisi Yehuda is that that Lagabe Nadarim we usually have a different cutoff time. Nadarim we say that there is something called a Mufla Samach that in his year approaching the Bar Mitzvah or the Bat Mitzvah the uh, 11 to 12 by a girl 12 to 13 by a boy as long as they can show m- mental acuity if they can show mental acuity then that is what will uh, allow a child to make his own nadorim. Now, and therefore, since at that point the child can make his own nadorim, so then Rabbi Yossi holds, at that point, the father can no longer impose Naziris on the child. So therefore, that becomes the cutoff point. So it comes out, a big halochalamaisa difference. According to Rebbe, it's all the way until the child becomes legal majority, what is standard legal majority. Whereas according to Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda, it's at what is concerning the laws of Nadarim, when a child can make his own nether, which means, is in the year uh, approaching Bar Mitzvah, Bat Mitzvah, and he has the mental acuity, he's been tested to make sure that he's able to do it. The one of them brought down a story with Rabbi Hanina, that Rabbi Hanina's father imposed an Azirus upon him, and they went to Rabbi Gamliel to ask Rabbi Gamliel uh, whether or not it is binding. Now, the issue obviously is, meaning at what stage of development was the son to know if it is binding or it's not binding. And Rabbi Hanina turned around to Rabbi Gamliel, and he said, listen, I'm going to save you the uh, and myself the embarrassment and the, and, and the headache of having to check me to be bodek me so therefore mimanav shach he says it's uh, the the rosh learned was this, uh, I mean Tyson it was the same day we'll see why it makes a difference later on he says if my father's nazirus that he accepted on me today I am a minor so then his nazirus kicks in and if in fact I'm not a minor. Right, if you would have checked me today and find that I'm not a minor, so then I uh, accept on myself the Nazirus. So either way, the next 30 days, I'm going to be a Nazir, whether it's because of my father, whether it's because of myself, so therefore we don't have to do the Badika. And Rabbi Gamliel was very impressed with this, and he said that must be this, this fellow is going to be a, a, a Gadol B'Yisroel, a, a post of Korah, 
a, po- a posuk in class, and that's what happened. Right. So now the Gemara goes back to this story and wants to view it through the frame, uh, to the, the prism of both the machlokas of the Shita of Rebbe and the Shita of Rebbe uh, Yossi ber Yehuda. Now, the way the Rishonim explain it, it makes sense because the, it's really the Shaklatariya is very, very hard to understand. The answer seems to be so partial. What was the Havamina? But the Havamina basically is like this. This is the way the Beta Peretz, a few of the Rishonim explain it. Is that when you're dealing with Nadorim, when you use the expression minor, a child, an adult, a cotton, or a godol, we usually use the cutoff point as Muflasamachla'ish, meaning not that you have to be like on all other halachas, 13 plus simonim, but it's really 12 plus mental acuity is what's considered to be a godol. So therefore, since this brysa was dealing with Nazirus, therefore, it makes sense to say that this child, Rabbi Hanina, what he was telling Rabbi Gamliel is, listen, I'm 12. The question really is, do I have the mental acuity or do I, do I not have the mental acuity? So that I'll sell, save you and myself having to go through the, uh, the, this, this test, whatever the, the test was, to check if he has mental acuity. And I'll say it like this. If I don't have the mental acuity, then my father's Nazirus is binding. And if I do have the mental acuity, I accept to myself that my Nazirus will be binding. And therefore the next 30 days will be a Nazir, right? Now, again, he's, we're assuming right now because he's saying if I'm a cotton, means he's 12. If I'm a godal means I have the mental acuity. But the Gemara's question is that that only works according to the Shita of Rabbi Yaisi, right? But what about the Shita, the Shita of Rebbe? According to Rebbe, even if you're 12 and you have the mental acuity, it still would have made no difference, the Chorah, because the father's Naziris would still be binding. So how can he say, and if I'm a Godel, which i.e. we understand to mean, if I am, uh, for Nadorim purposes, I have, I'm 12 plus I have the mental acuity, then my Naziris will be binding. That's not going to work according to Rebbe, because according to Rebbe, your father can still make you a Nazir, and his Naziris will be binding, all the way until you reach 13 plus Simonim. So therefore, what was Rabbi Hanina saying that even my cotton and my godel, understanding it in the Chorah the way we normally understand the Gavin Adarim, if I have mental acuity, don't have mental acuity, and I'm 12, that wouldn't make a difference in the Shita of Rebbe. Alright, let's read the question inside. Simonim says as follows, I can understand Rabbi Yossi or Rabbi Yossi Yehuda the Amar that the cutoff point of when the father can no longer do it is when the child has reached Onas Nadorim, which means he's reached the a time for when a child can embrace his own Nadorim, which means that he's Mufla Samachla Ish, 12 plus, uh, plus he's got the mental acuity. So that's what Rabbi Hanina was telling Rabbi Gabriel. If I'm a child still, which means I don't have the mental acuity required so, then my father's Nazirus will be binding and the next, the next part of it is and, and if uh, I do have it then I am, I am a godel, then I'll have Bishwil Atzmi, then I might, my Naziris will be binding, that I'm accepting myself now, that'll be binding. But Elal, the Rebbe, the Amar, Achi Saros, that he says that even if you have mental acuity and you're within your 12th year, it doesn't help. 
You have to be 13 plus Desim Vesaros plus the two pubic hairs. So therefore, what do you mean that if you're going to say Im Gadol Ani, that if I'm an adult because I'm 12 plus mental acuity, so then Ayyabish will ask me, then my Naziris will be binding. That's not true according to Rebbe. According to Rebbe, you're still in your father's domain until you turn 13 and you start going through puberty and you get two pubic hairs. Otherwise, your father can still impose on you the zeros. So how do we understand it according to Rebbe? Now, this is the answer, the way the Rosh explains it. Again, it seems to be a lot of it's missing from the actual text. But the answer, which seems to be very partial, that the way Rebbe learned the dialogue between Rabbi Hanin and Rabbi Gamaliel wasn't that if I'm a minor, it means I'm 12 and I don't have mental acuity. And if I'm a Godel, I'm 12 and I do have mental acuity. Rebbe understood it the way Kotlin Godel is understood generally, not Lagab and Adorim. He was 13 years old. And what he was saying to Rebbe uh, Gamaliel is, I'm 13. If I don't have Simonim, if you would physically check me today and I do not have the Simonim, okay, then my father's Nazirus would be binding. That's Shita's Rebbe. If I do have the Simonim, then my Nazirus is binding. The bottom line is, you don't have to check me because either way, the Naziris is binding. But according to what, we, what the Moran's answer is, when the way Rebbe understood Rabbi Kanina's statement between if my cotton and my godel is not that I'm 12 and do I have mental acuity, but I'm 13 and do I physically have the simonim? That's the way, according to Rebbe, you would understand it. So let's read it inside. So Moran says like this. Ella says the Gemara, rather, according to Rebbe, the Pshad is like this. The Amar, what Rabbi Hanina said, that if I'm not, still a cotton and I don't have Shtesa Arois, means I'm 13, but I don't have Shtesa Arois, which means I'm still a cotton, like all other halachas, then then my father's Naziris will kick in. On the other hand, I do have the Shtesa Arois since I'm already 13, so then Eibish will ask me, then my Naziris should kick in. Again, the wording, you have to read it in. It doesn't seem to have that wording in there, but that's the way the Rosh explains the Shaklatariya, the Teretz, and uh, we initially thought, because Nadarim, the cut of general is for all Nadarim, between Mufla Samach Laish and Amufla Samach Laish is in the twelfth year, which wouldn't fit the dialogue. So we have to say here, when the Rabbi Kanina was referring to Cotton and Godel, he was referring to it in the thirteenth year, does he have Simonim, does not have Simonim, to accommodate the Shita of Rebbe. Okay, now the Gemara asks another question, and in order to understand this upcoming question, it's also going to be a question on Rebbe, all right, that y- you need to have some background information. Teisvah supplies us with this background information. It is a Teisvah. So listen carefully to the introduction, and then we'll see what the question is. Very interesting Teisvah. The Teisvah says as follows, that according to the Shita of Rebbe, okay, that the father can impose his Nazirus on a child, that a father can impose his Nazirus on a child all the way up to, even including the 13th year, could be the 14th year even, as long as the child is not born Shtei Simonim. However, there is the following halacha. Let's say the child was 13, did not have Simonim. Father went and said, I'm accepting on your behalf a Nazirus, for you to be a Nazir, alright, and uh, we're going to make it, let's say, Nazir for 30 days. Day 15, the child grows, stays Simonim, goes to Saros, gets two pubic hairs. What happens at that point in time? The halacha is that the child becoming a Godel in such a way breaks the Nazirus. 
The Naziris of the father is broken, and that's it. It gets wiped out. That's the halacha. If the child is 13, and then in the middle of the Naziris imposed upon him by the father, he now becomes a legal adult, he gets shtei saros, the Naziris falls away. However, if the child is 12, and the father imposed upon him Nazirus, even if, let's say, day 15 of that Nazirus, the child is checked now, and we see that he has the mental acuity, even according to the Shita of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, that mental acuity takes away the father's ability to impose Nazirus on the child, but since the father did it before the child got his mental acuity, on day 15, getting a mental acuity will not break the Nazirus. So there's a huge difference between becoming a Godol with Shtei Simonim in your 13th year and becoming a Godol for the laws of the Dorim, getting mental acuity in your 12th year. That in your 13th year, it will break the father's Nazirus if he imposes it upon you. Whereas in your 12th year, if you become a Godel, because you now be a Muflu Samach Ish, you have the mental acuity. If your father accepted upon you for your Nazirus before that happened, you still have to write out the Nazirus. The Nazirus has to go for 30 days, even though you have now gained on day 15th mental acuity. Now, what's the Gemara's question? No, 12, that's meaningless. It has to be 13 years. Stay Saras in 12 years doesn't help. It has to be both. Now, the, the, the Morris question is going to be a wonderful question here. I mean, like this. According to, it comes out right now, the way we understand the dialogue between Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Gamliel is completely two different discussions depending if you hold like the sheet of Rabbi Yossi or you hold like the sheet of Rabbi. Rabbi Yossi understood the dialogue was as follows. He was in his 12th year. And the inspection was to check, does he have the mental acuity? So what did he say? He said, listen, my father accepted upon me Nazirus today. Bottom line is, I accept on myself a Nazirus in case his Nazirus didn't work. So if he, if I was a cotton, when he, uh, 20 minutes ago when he made his Nazirus, for 30 days now, I'm going to accept the Nazirus. If it happens to be that 20 minutes ago I already had mental acuity, then I'm accepting on my Nazirus moving for the next 30 days. Bottom line is, for the next 30 days, I'm a Nazir. Now that works in the sheet of Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina. However, in the sheet of Rebbe, it's going to be problematic. Why? Let's take the same scenario. But here you have to say he's 13. And according to Rebbe, what he was saying is, if I have Shtesim on him, or if I don't have Shtesim on him. So he's saying like this. If I did not have, if, if I have Shtesim on him, then I'm accepting myself for the next 30 days. If I did not have Shtesim on him, then my father's Nazirus kicks in. But the problem is, that that's not necessarily true for the next 30 days. Because if my father's Nazirus kicks in, at any point from now, up till day 30, I grow Simonim, what's going to end up happening? The father's Nazirus will fall away. So even though I say that I, I'm accepting upon myself that I'm going to make a Nazirus, right? So if I'm accepting myself to make a Nazirus, on uh, whenever my simonim kick in, and again, he's already, uh, uh, we're assuming, and, and he's already has the uh, mental acuity to accept on himself in the Dorim, so the Chorah, let's say day 29, day 29 of the father's Nazirus, he develops day sorrows. On day 29, the father's Nazirus falls away. When does the son's Nazirus kick in? From which day? 
from day 29, because that's when he grew the states to honor us. So on day 30, you cannot bring korbanis. So the Gemara's question is that according to Rebbe, we still should have to worry anytime from day one to day 30, the child might grow stay simonim, even if he didn't have. So the father's nazir is not automatic for the next 30 days. It only works like the sheet of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, because according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, once the father's nazir kicks in, it doesn't matter if the child gets the mental acuity later on. It's going to be kicking in for the next 30 days. So then the condition works. If mine is, I have mental acuity today, mine's for the next 30 days. If I don't, then his is for the next 30 days. Nothing can change it. But in Rebbe Shita, that he's 13 and the Shaila is, does he get Simonim? And, or does he have Simonim? Doesn't have Simonim. He might get Simonim. And it might be before day 30. And if it's before day 30, then a whole new Nazirus is going to have to kick in. That's the Morris question. Let's read it inside. Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi does not care about uh, it doesn't matter because we're talking about he's 12. Once he's 12, he's not 13. Stay stars will not make a difference. It's only about mental acuity. That's, if you're 12, that's all it's all about. If you're 13, then it's about Simonin. But Rebbe learned the case, told me that he was 13, so that's going to be the problem. So let's see it inside. So it says the more like this. So uh, let, let's read inside. Uh, uh, the, more, the way that we have to read again, the Lashon of Nazir is very different than the normal Sephis. Ask the Gemara, second line. According to Rebbe, if this child... Before the father said, I'm making you a Nazir, the child already gone stays in Sa'aros. So then, Kamben is yours today. Then there's no problem. Because the child day one was already a Godel. He already had stays Sa'aros. And he accepted himself for the next 30 days. So you're right. Starting from day one for the next 30 days, he'll be a Nazir because he had stays Sa'aros day one. So that wouldn't be a problem. And let's say he only grew them all the way at the end, on day 31, he grew the stay sorrows. That also would not be problematic, because day one, he did not have it. All the way through day 30, the father's Naziris is discharged. So those two situations, you're right, would work in Rebbe's Shita. If he grew the Simonim either from day one, or he only grew the Simonim after day 30. But the problem is, so therefore in that case, if he grew it after day 30, so then Kaiman Naziris Davut, the 30 days he was a Nazir because of the father's Naziris that started day one. But what happens, he Aisiba Mitzayi, what happens if somewhere in between, between day one and day 30, he might develop the Sa'aros? And if he does develop those day Sa'aros, it knocks off the father's Nazirus, and when only then his Nazirus would kick in. So on day 31, he cannot bring Karbanas, because how do you know if you're not checking every single moment, how do you know when he grew his day Sa'aros? So my, so what are you going to do? So the more explains, this is only a kasha on Rebbe. According to Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, there's no problem over here because the kid was 12. And the only question was, did he reach mental acuity? Did he not reach mental acuity? Not a problem. Because as long as he never had it at the time when the father made him a Nazir, so that even if he gets it later, it doesn't knock off the father's Nazirus, as we explained from the Tosefta. And if he had it all the way from the beginning, his own Nazirus started from some day 30 to day 30, from day 1 to day 30, he's going to be a Nazir Miman of Shach, and day 31, he can bring the Korbanus, there's no problem. That Rebbe Shittas, we're talking about that he's 13, and the question was, does he, should he check to see whether he has the Shtesaros or not? What are you going to say? Because according to Rebbe, at any point between day 1 and day 30, he might get the Shtesaros and knock off the father's Nazirus. So Amri, the Bnei Yeshiva said, you're right. The Rebbe, Lake Takanta. Rebbe, there's no way that this kid, day 31, can bring Korbanus. What's going to have to happen according to this way? He's going to have to wait at least 60 days. This kid's going to have to wait 60 days. If he doesn't get checked, 
Nina did not get checked, he would have to wait 60 days before he could bring his carbonus. So 59, we had a different, different cheshbonus before. Why? Because you have to go through it. If the father, if he never got the Nazirus for the first, if he never got the Nazirus for the first 30 days, then technically he could have brought it on day 31, no problem. But we don't know. Maybe day 29, he did get it, knocking off the fathers, and then his Nazirus would start. So you would have to add another 30. So day 59, day 60, is the earliest he can bring his carbonus. He'll have to bring one set of carbonus, but it's either for the father's Nazirus or for his Nazirus. But since we don't know when he got the Shtay Saros, or if he even got the Shtay Saros, the earliest he'll be able to bring carbonus is after he sat two periods of Nazirus, one for himself, one for the father. That is, takes us to the next Mishnah. Let's go on. Zog Deilega Mishnah. Ha'ish Megaleach Al Nazirus Aviv. We learned this, we had this Mishnah before. Now, the is, there are two there's different girsaos how to read this Mishnah. There is the Mepharish's way. It's written in most Gemaras. I believe the art scroll already edited it with brackets and with parentheses to read it the way the Rosh and Tosfos read it. So if you have an art scroll, which I do not have in front of me, but if you have an art scroll, so then it reads, just read the bracketed parts. And if, it, uh, if you don't have an art scroll, then we're going to read the Girsa of the Rosh. The Girsa of the Rosh you'll find at the bottom of your, the page on the left side, the Gears of the Rush. I'm going to explain outside what the issue is at hand, and then we'll read it with the correct Gears. We're going to see is that there is a situation where a son can inherit the money that the father put aside for the father's Nazirus. The son, under certain circumstances, can use that money for his own Nazirus. Now, we already learned this a few days ago. What does it depend on? The way we explained it is following the gears of the rush is as follows. If the father put aside that money and then the father, before he could bring that money, died before he could finish his Nazirus, the son can say, I accept on myself a Nazirus to with using my father's money. So I'm obligating myself now. I wasn't obligated from before. I'm obligating myself now, but I want to use my father's money for my carbonus. That's the case. We're going to see that you can accept the Naziris with your father's money. But if concurrently, your father and you, when he was alive, you both accepted upon yourself Naziris, at that point you have a new obligation for yourself. So you cannot, if the father dies, you cannot use his money. So it only can use his money if you made yourself a Nazir after he died. But you cannot use his money if you made yourself a Nazir while he was still alive, because then you would have to bring your own money, and his money would will go, go in the Dava, as long as assuming it was unassigned, then it could go in the Dava. So that's the Girsa of the Rosh. Our Mishnah reads exactly the opposite. The way our Mishnah reads is that if you did it when you're alive with him, then you can use his money. If you did it after he died, you cannot use his money, which is the girsa of the Mephorish, but that's not the girsa that we're going to read through, and we'll see that the Bryce that we're going to say later on in the Gemara substantiates the reading of the Rosh. So in order to read this correctly, the way we want to explain it, I'm going to read it with the girsa of the Rosh. If you take a look, it's about... Um, I, in, in, the, in the Gemara that I'm using, it's at six, seven lines from the bottom of the page in the Rosh. Hachigar Sinon. This is the correct girsa, the correct version of what the Mishnah should say. Ha'ish megaleach al naziris aviv. That a son, under certain circumstances, can use what the father put aside for the son's own nazirus. However, a woman cannot have that. A woman does not inherit the money of the father for her own nazirus. All right? Right? 
Okay, now, Ketzad, what's the example where it works for the son? So in a case where the father and the son were concurrently Nazir, they both were Nazir, and the father put aside unallocated funds, the Nizirayu, for the father's Nazirus, Amrab Yosi, Says Rabbi Yossi, you cannot use that funds for yourself. That funds goes to Nadova. It's unassigned. It goes to the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach is downtime. Why? Because you and your father were in Nazirim when, when your father was alive, both at the same time. Right? That would be, that's that case. Now, however, uh, let's just finish over here. Uh, Let's skip the, the ex- explanation of the Rosh, just because we, we already explained it outside. Go to the next line. Misha, your Aviv Nazir. Let's say the father was a Nazir. And the father put aside money that was unallocated. And then the father died. For Amar Aben. And now the son wakes up after the father died and says, Hareini Nazir Amanas. But I want to be a Nazir with the condition that I'm going to be using the money that he put aside. That is the case where the child can use the father's money. So therefore the girsa of the rush, which is the girsa we explained a few days ago, is the girsa we're going with. If the father and the son were concurrently Nazirim, and they both have their own obligation, the, son, if the father dies then, the son cannot take the money from the father. But if the son made himself in the Nazir after the father died, then the son can use the money of the father to make himself a, a to use it for the Korbanus of his Nazirus. He just says, when I make myself a Nazir, I want to use that funds that my father put aside. Then it would work. That takes us through to the Mishnah, and now we can go to the Gemara. Right? Now, my timer, again, the reading over here in the Nazir is, is, is difficult. But my timer, what's the reason that you can make, that the father, can, that the son can use the Nazirus, the money put aside? Normally, nobody should be able to use funds for one Nazir, it's not transferable. So why here is it transferable from father to son? So I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Halacha Hibben Nazir, that this Halacha Moshe Messinai concerning the laws of Nazir. We've had three times now over the last few days where Rabbi Yochanan has said something is Halacha Moshe Messinai. What were the three scenarios we said that Halacha Moshe Messinai? One is that if you have unspecified funds, it goes to Nadova, it falls to the, the to use when the Mizbeach is not being used. That Rabbi Yochanan says, Allah HaMoshim is Sinai. The second case was that a father can impose Nazirus over his son when the son is still a minor. Rabbi Yochanan says, Allah HaMoshim is Sinai. And today we have, the third thing is that under certain circumstances, a son is able to use money that was put aside by the father for his own Nazirus. That is also Allah Nazir. So Mora says Shita. The Mora is asking, according to the way the Rosh explains this, on the second part of the Mishnah. It says that this is only something that can be done by the son, but the daughter does not have the capacity to say, after the death of the father, I want to use the funds my father left for me to discharge my Nazirus. So that Mora asks, that's Shita. 
Because Mayim Lamemer, what is the teaching? What, what, what's the novelty of saying, but not the daughter? The Ben Yoresh is of it. Because we know that it's the son that inherits, not the daughter. Bas Lo, a daughter does not inherit. So obviously if the daughter does not inherit, she's not able to say that I want to use the funds of my father for minus zero. So why does the Mishnah have to teach me that this only applies by the son and not a daughter? The obvious answer to that is, is that there are circumstances when the daughter will inherit. What are the circumstances that a daughter will inherit? Not all at once. Is when there is no son. When there is no son, then the daughter inherits. So therefore, the Kiddush is that even when there's no sons and the daughter is inheriting the father, she still cannot say, I want those funds to go for my Nazirus. Sigmar says like that, look, Sricha, no, it's necessary to lay slay El Abbas, where there's only a daughter. So Mao the same, Yarshin Mirin, you might think it follows the laws of Yerusha. That means the Halacha Moshemisina, that you can use the funds of the father, is based upon the laws of inheritance. And therefore, when the son inherits, he's able to say that I want to use those funds for minor zeros. And then you would think when the daughter inherits, so she's able to. So therefore, Yarshin Mirla is based on the predicated on the laws of Yerusha. Kamash Malan comes to teach me that no, that the halacha is that it's only the son can do it and not the daughter. For whatever reason, it's based on the son can do it, not the daughter. The son steps into the shoes of the father, not the daughter. And therefore, even if there is no sons and she does inherit the father, she'll not be able to use those funds for her own nazirus. Ipoyalahu, Bnei Yeshiva had the following Shiloh. Pligi, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, now, did I skip something over here? No, I don't know. So, the Gemara's question is like this. Our Mishnah that said that you have this Halacha Moshe Misenai, the way Rabbi Yochanan said it's Halacha Moshe Misenai, and the father, the son inherits the, the rights of the, inherits the money to use for his Nazirus under certain circumstances if, the, if the, he made himself a Nazir after the father died, we want to know if the Mishnah is written in the name of Rabbi Yossi. Does that mean that's his own opinion but the Chachamim would disagree? Right? Do the Chachamim disagree with him? And the secondary, the follow-up question would be assuming that they do disagree, how are they disagreeing? Are they disagreeing with him leniently, which means they have disagreeing with the first part of the Mishnah. Again, the way the Rosh learned the Mishnah, we'll see it fits the Brisa as well. Are they disagreeing and saying is, under all circumstances, the son can inherit the father. Whether or not the son made himself to be a Nazir after the father died, which is the way Rabbi Yossi understood, but maybe they disagree. They hold, even if the son, this is the first part, which said that if the son was concurrently a Nazir with the father, and then the father dies, Rabbi Yossi says, you cannot make, you cannot use those funds. Maybe they disagree, and they said, even there, he's able to use the funds. So that's if he's arguing with the first part of the statement of Rabbi Yossi. Or maybe they disagree with the second statement of Rabbi Yossi, which means they're, they're stringent. They never had the Masorah of the Salocha Moshe Sinai, and they hold that when Rabbi Yossi says that under certain circumstances the funds 
can be used by the sun. They disagree. They hold there are no circumstances that the sun will be able to use the funds. So are they arguing with the first part of the Mishnah, which holds that, uh, that, that there you cannot use those funds. They said that even there you can use the funds. Or are they arguing with the second part of the statement of Yossi, where he holds that this case you could use the funds, and they're saying that no, even in this case you cannot use the funds because they don't accept this Masora of this Halacha Mosh Misina. That is the tooth study of the Shaila. So and if you do say that they argue, Arasha, they argue with the first statement of Yaisi, or Asaver, they argue with the second statement of Yaisi. So Tashima, come and listen. Ketzad, what do we say in the in the Brisa? What's the case that we say there's a difference according to the Yaisi Shita when the son inherits or does not inherit the money left by the father for his Nazirus. So Amru, Ha'ish Megalech al Nazirus of Aviv. When do we say that the son can, in, make, can uh, discharge his Nazirus with the father's money? Misha Aviv Nazir. You see, this, this fits the way the Rosh changed the Mishnah, because this is the change. Misha Aviv Nazir. That if a person's father was a Nazir, the Hebrish Aviv Mazir Nazirus and the father in his lifetime put aside unspecified funds for his Nazirus. The Nase, and then the father died. For Amar, and the son comes along and says, Hareini Nazir, Abba, I want to be my Nazir. My father's died, but I want to fulfill his legacy. I want to be a Nazir as well, using his money. That's the case. You could use the Nazirus the money for the Nazirus of the father. Ava, Misha, Hayahuva, Aviv, Nazirim. But if they were concurrently, both the father and the son were Nazirim. The Hebrish, Avis, Malv, Naziruso. And the father went and designated money for the father's, uh, uh, for his own Nazirus. And then the father dies a mace. That money, if it's unspecified, goes in the dove, but the son cannot use it because he made himself a Nazir for the death of the father. Whose opinion is that? That's different. Rabbi Yossi, the way we changed our Mishnah, exactly what Rabbi Yossi says. Now let's see the Chachamim would disagree with him. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, uh, they all hold Amru Zehu, that even in that case, is the way the Rush learns it, even in that case, even in the case where the son and the father were Nazirim together and the father put aside money and then he dies, even in that case, the son's able to access that money to use for his own Nazirus. Shemegalech almost of if his elder God left with that money. Which means we're answering the Shaila, yes, the Chachamim do disagree with Rabbi Yaisi. And B, they disagreeing leniently means they hold Allah Moshe Misina, but they hold Allah Moshe Misina applies whether the son made himself a nazir after the death of the father, which whether Yosef learned it, but it also works even if the son made himself concurrently with the father a nazir, he can still use the funds that the father put away. That is the position of the Chachamim, the three Tanoim, who is the Chachamim Shita, who disagree with Rabbi Yaisi. Now the Shiloh, let's go back to a, 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 a Shiloh Rabbah. Rabbah has the following question. We've been talking about with one son, and that son inherits the father, and wants to use that, those funds, can I use it for my Nazirus, right? According to Abiyasi, you we said that you can use it if, you, if, if the father died, and then you may have a Nazir, you can use those funds. But what is it like this? Boy Rava, Shnei Bonim, Nazirim Bahu. What happens if the father died, and he had two sons, and both sons make themselves into a Nazir? What's the status of the father's money? Hilchas Admir and Law. Called the Kadim Golach Golach. Is it Allah Hamayshim Sinai? When therefore uh, that whoever uh, whoever is the first one to uh, be, uh, need to shave and bring korbanos, he has the access to it and he can use the total amount 
of the father's Nazirus, and the second one will not have any access to it. Ideal, my Yerushik Mirla, or maybe it works like Yerusha. Now, if it works like Yerusha, and there were two sons that, just make it simple, let's say it was a daughter first, and then two sons, so then what would happen is, so they, they, the same way they split the Yerusha, if they both need the funds for Nazirus, what would end up happening? So therefore, each one will get 50% of those, uh, of the assets, of the funds, for their own Nazirus. So it won't be whoever came first, but it will follow the normal dictates of Yerusha. Now, boy, Rav, that was Rav's Shiloh. Rav also had a Shiloh that is similar to the Shiloh of, of Rav, but he takes it to the next level. What happens in a case where it's not just two sons with a daughter having born first? Let's say it's a Bechar and a Pashat. Bechar means it's the firstborn son. Pashat means a simple son. Simple doesn't mean like the Tom and the Dalit. So it means that he is, he gets a regular Yerusha. So therefore, in such a case, we divide up that two-thirds would go to the Bechar, one-third goes to the son. Now the Shaila is as follows. Mine. What's going to be the Aloha? So again, Rabba incorporates the Shaila of Rabba as well. So Rabba says like this, do we say that is a halacha, that this is based halacha Moshmi Sinai, and it has nothing to do directly with Yerusha? Therefore, this has nothing to do with what you're going to get in Yerusha. Means whatever, whoever gets the assets first gets the assets, like the one side of Rabbah's Shaila, and therefore that makes it you're, you're a firstborn, that gives you two thirds in the, in the Yerusha, but this is not a Yerusha halacha, and you don't get to get two-thirds of the assets that your father left. Whoever gets it first, gets it first. Or maybe know that the answer to Rabbi Shaila, it does have Yerusha qualities, and there would be two regular sons, they would have to split it 50-50. But now, based on that, it is Yerusha Locha, you can still build it up to the next level. And therefore, you could argue if it's Yerusha, then what should the Bechor get of those sons, of those funds? So he should get two-thirds of those funds for his own Yerusha, the other brother should get one-third, like the Yerusha will be divided up. But now, let's add another layer. Even if you say it is a Yerusha, there is an argument that can be made that it should not give the Bechor Ishnayim. Why? So therefore, Imtim Saloma Yerushahi. So on the other side, you could say it's a Yerusha. Lefum Deshaklam Agalat. Which therefore, based on what you get in the Yerusha, that's what you could use for your Giluah. So you get two-thirds of those funds for your own shaving, for your own Korbanis. Right, the chulin who the Islam Bishnayim because under non-sacred fun, uh, 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 that uh, that uh, you would be you you. But no, I'm sorry, they're not saying like that. And there you would get quoting. However, you could still ask the following question: the pasuk that says that the bechor gets Bishnayim is called means whatever the from you get two uh, two you get a second portion of anything that the father possesses. We could make the argument that the money that's been designated for korbanus has become consecrated. Now, once it becomes consecrated, who really is in possession of those funds? Correct. And maybe the din of Pishnayim, even if you learn that normally it does follow Yerusha status, whatever the father has, divide 50-50, but for the laws of Bechor, maybe it has to be something that's an asset that's completely controlled by the father. But if it is controlled by the Beis Amigdash, maybe Bechor does not have a right of Pishnayim in those assets. 
So that's the second part. Now, maybe it's Bechulin who maybe you only get the double portion if it's non-consecrated funds. Aval, in case where it's Mos, which are Kedish, Lai does not have a right to Pishnayim. Odil Makem, the kind of Leila Giluach, or maybe once he puts it aside for his own the Korbanus, the father put that money aside from his own Korbanus, it is considered like he is in possession of it, and if it is considered like he is in possession of it, maybe the son also should have the right to two-thirds of that, and just no, it's no different than any regular uh, uh, Yerusha, and we divided two-thirds and one-third. Okay. So that's the Shiloh, that's uh, the base, Rabbah started of the Shiloh, doesn't work like Yerusha, that's not like Yerusha, Rabbah added to it, even if it works like Yerusha, what about the din of Bechor, then even if it works like Yerusha, maybe Bechor doesn't get to be Yishnayim because it's Hegdish, or maybe not. Now, next, go to the next Shiloh, the next Shiloh is a very interesting one. We know we had different types of Nazir. There was a re- regular Nazir, Nazir Stam, which has got a set limit, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever you want it to be, that could be your Nazirus, that's a Stam Nazirus. But you also have what's called a Nazir Olam. A Nazir Olam is your Nazir for your entire life. However, you are allowed to shave, periodically you're allowed to get haircuts, and when you do get those haircuts, you have to bring Korbanus. The question is going to be like this. Now, Allah HaMashim says that you as a son can inherit the money put aside for the korbanus of the father. But let's say the nature of the Nazirus was different. Let's say either your father was a Nazir Olam and he had put aside to be, uh, money to be able to get a haircut, but he's a Nazir Olam. And you are a regular Nazir. Or the other way around. He was a regular Nazir and you made yourself into a Nazir Olam and you want to get your haircut. Your haircut time is coming up and you want to take those funds to bring the korbanus for, since it's two different genres, of the zeros, can it be transferable using that halacha Moshe Messina that says the son can transfer the funds from the father of the zeros to his own funds? So, Aviv Nazir Olam, let's say the father was a Nazir Olam, but who Nazir Stam, right? Or the other way around, Aviv Nazir Stam, your father was a Nazir Stam, but who Nazir Olam? My, is it transferable in such a case or not? He, Garminim Hilchasol, is the halacha Moshe Messina that says you're allowed to transfer the funds, Bistam Nazirus, when it is both the same genre, Bistam Nazirus. But not when one is Tam and one is the Olam. Or maybe it makes no difference. Nazirus, Nazirus. It's all Nazirus. Who cares? It is transferable. Maybe you could argue like this. You're right. They're both considered to be Nazirus. Nazir Stam, Nazir Olam. And therefore you can transfer. The one has an interesting Shaira. Let's say the funds were put aside. The father became Tamen. And now you need a separate korbanus because he became Tommy. It's not a regular Nazirus. So now he put aside for his Nazirus of Tumor and then he died. Can I now transfer it to my regular Nazirus? His Nazirus was Nazirus after being korbanus for the situation of Tumor. Can I take it? Or the other way around. He put aside a Nazirus, a regular Nazirus. And before 30 days he died. But those are supposed to be regular korbanus to discharge of Nazirus. I became Tomei, I need money now to bring my Korbanus to reactivate my Nazirus. So can you, even if you can transfer it from Nazir Stam to Nazir Olam, they're both in situations of Nazirus for Tahara. But what if one is Tomei and one is Tahar, can they be transferable in that situation or not? They're right. Moses is like this. So therefore, but Idi Idi wa Nazirus Tahara, that's I understand it's transferable. So boy Ravashi, Aviv Nazir Tomei, Bahu Nazir Tahar, one was Tomei, one was Tahar, or Azir Nazir Tahar, your father was Tahar, and you Bahu the son is the one who's talking. My, what is the aloha? Is it transferable where it's the nature of the Nazirus is so different? One comes from a Korbanus of Tahara, one comes from a Korbanus of Tumah. What's the aloha? Take who? This all remains unresolved. Hadranach Misha Omar, Hadranach Misha Omar, Hadranach Misha Omar, Agutin Chaydish, everybody.